Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope y'all are doing well. I'm excited on this Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon to serve you all. In this video, I'm going to talk about how to not waste your talents and how to uh, maximize your gifting so that you can make more room for yourself. So if this is the topic, you're like, hey, man, this is for me. Make sure you continue to watch, get a pen and a pad, and let's take some notes together. Let's engage because I have a lot of points that will help you maximize your time so that you can maximize your talents and ensure that you get a great return. But for those who's watching me for the very first time, my name is Joshua S. Also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And after you watch this video, like man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be your coach here online. But for those who's been rocking with me, been subscribed for a long time, have been following me on, on multiple uh, platforms or listening on my podcast, I want to say thank you all so much for entrusting the gift that God has given me um, to serve you all and help you grow closer to him and so that you can fulfill the purpose he has in you. So thank you so much for that. Go ahead and share. Share this with somebody um, because I think we all need this kind of word to make sure that we on point and that we're really pursuing the things of God. But as those who's coming in, watching me live, let me know where you're watching from, what city, what state, what country, all that good stuff. And I'm gonna get right into my point because I have a lot that I need to cover today. But I have some scriptures that I'm gonna briefly go through and then I'm gonna anchor myself in Matthew, I believe it's 25, um, and when it talks about the parable of the talents. Let's get right into it. Proverbs 18, 15 through 16 says, an intelligent heart acquires knowledge. I love that. A person who's an intelligent individual in heart and mind, they endeavor to acquire knowledge. They are life learners. They endeavor to grow and learn. And the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. So the heart inquires or acquires and the ear seeks, right? Verse 16, it says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. That verse right there is, is a verse that we often hear a lot, but it's true. It's a principle. A person, a man or woman's gift makes room for them. But before that room is made, they have to first maximize their gift. And before their gift is even in a position to be maximized, they have to have ears that seeks for knowledge, ears that submits itself to God and endeavors to find knowledge, especially on the knowledge in regards to their purpose in life. And they must have a heart that acquires knowledge. Their heart has to be a reservoir. Their heart has to be a library. Their heart has to be a, 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 a full of the things that will contribute to them fulfilling their purpose. Then will a person's man or person's gift make room for them and bring them before the great. How big are the rooms you're in? Let's keep going. Proverbs uh, 22, 29 says, do you see a man or woman skillful in their work? He will stand or she will stand before kings. He would not stand before obscure men. That word is paramount. It's essential. It goes along with the first one. It says, do you see a man skillful in the work? We do that. We see a lot of skillful men and women on TV, on our, on our phones. We see a lot of skillful people. These individuals set themselves up to be um, looked for. Uh, and, and maximize for, for countries, for uh, uh, businesses, for communities. You got to ask yourself, where do you desire to stand one day? Wherever you desire to stand, you got to ask yourself, do I have the skills to support the strength in my knees there, to be the, the strength in my legs there, to be able to stand effectively and efficiently in my work there? But when people look at you, do they see a skillful individual? When people look at you, can they, can they pinpoint what you're a master of? When a person looks at your life, can they see, oh, that person is going to be before great people one day? 
It says he will not or she will not stand before obscure men. People are skillful. You don't see them around people that waste their time. Skillful individuals, intelligent individuals, people who maximize their time and talents, you'll never see them around bums and losers and people who are not growing. You will never see them around them. They are, they will rather be by themselves in the, in the, in the environment of mastery than to be around the mindless. All right. First Corinthians 12, five through six says, it says, and there are varieties of service, but the same God, same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all and everyone. I love that verse because it shows us that God is the source of all giftings. There are a variety of services. I provide coaching. I provide um, counseling. I provide books. I provide uh, card games. I provide a lot of different things. But even though there are varieties in the body of Christ, it's the same Lord. And we have to make sure that we are, as believers, are collectively submitted to Christ so that he will enable and grace us for the particular assignments that he has for us to do. It says there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. It didn't say same God there. It says same Lord, which means that we have to submit ourselves to his leading. Verse six, and there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God, right? The same God that empowers, who empowers them all in everyone. So as a collective, as a body, we have to see our, our responsibility in this earthly realm to embrace the variety, the, the, the various differences amongst ourselves and all submitting ourselves to lordship so that the kingdom collectively can advance in this realm. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before him that we should walk in them, meaning when we are his workmanship after um, the Holy Spirit has pursued us for salvation, we have to con constantly be mindful that we are working. God is working things in and out of us so that we will walk in the things that were prepared beforehand. There are certain things that God wants you to do before you was even thought of by your mom and dad. God was very, very invested in you. And there are certain works, certain things that he wants you to walk beforehand, uh, that he wants you to walk in, that he prepared beforehand, right? Last but not least, I think I have two more. Romans eleven twenty nine says, for the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. Meaning, this is, this is powerful. I don't think people realize how powerful this is. That God says, I don't care, I, hear me what I'm saying. God is saying, the gifts, the talents, and the callings I place you is irrevocable. Number one, meaning I can't, I can't take them away, God said. I'm not going to take them away from you. They're in you. Secondly, you're going to be held accountable for what's in you. It's irrevocable, meaning that it's in you. And you're going to be held accountable for whether or not you executed those gifts, maximize those gifts, and answer the call of God. And as believers, we don't have to worry about hell, but we all we will have to worry about how we dwell in heaven, right? And what type of gifts will be placed on us and how we will steward and manage the kingdom of God in the next life. So he's saying for the gifts that I've given you and the callings that I've called you for are irrevocable. So they're so, they don't matter. Um, where you fall is irrevocable. Meaning if you fall and your gifts and talents fall into the world, they're irrevocable. You're going to be held accountable for how you allow the devil to use them. If they fall into the trash, they're irrevocable. You're still going to be held accountable for how you maximize them. So no matter where they fall, even if it falls in the hands of God and maximize, they're irrevocable. The giftings inside of me are irrevocable. They, they can't be removed. So why if they can't be removed, why not maximize them? Why not position them um, for God to get premium and optimum glory? Last but not least, I don't know if I can see that, but 1 Peter 4, 10, 11, 
says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. See, there's a point to the gift. Our giftings was not meant to be used for us alone. They were mostly supposed to be used to serve others as good stewards of God's varied grace. I love that. Meaning that God has graced us differently. Now, we're not talking about the grace for salvation. We're talking about the grace of gifting, the grace of timing, the grace uh, to be able to do things. He has dealt to us a measure of faith. He has dealt to us a varied amount of grace for a particular assignment. Some people are more graced to do ministry than others. Some people are more graced to do business than others. They're more graced for it. That don't mean they 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 uh they are uh, more than the other person. They're just more graced for it. There's things that I do that I'm more graceful. That's why you can't envy what I do. Because if you envy what I do, but don't have the grace to do what I do, then you're going to find yourself in doo-doo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's what you have to understand, that that's why you can't envy or compare yourself to other people and want what they have when you don't have the grace that they have. But God has gave you, given you an amount of grace for you to do what you're supposed to do so that you can serve others. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. If God has given me much, I have to steward at that level. All of us have a much, but all of us are, are have a different much and different such, right? But I have to be a good steward of God's grace, very grace when it comes to my purpose and assignment. I can't just be out here just, uh, oh, well, I feel inadequate. I feel insecure. No, God has called me too much. That's what I already know. My mom, since I was a kid, said over and over again, Josh, you are not called, you are chosen. My mom always told me to whom much is given, much is required. That was implanted in me. So I already know I'm graced to do a lot. I already know that God has envisioned me to do a lot. Therefore, I steward it. So I'm not going to let a year go by and I know that God has placed a book on the inside and I let it reside there alone. No, I'm going to say, hey, let me get this done for God. And it doesn't matter what is on my table or what's on my plate. I know how to balance it out, right? So I can take on what he wants me to do. Verse 11, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God. So if you are one who communicate, prophesy, speak, etc., you got to know I'm doing this for God. Whoever serves, whoever is in the hospitality, whoever serves, who are a hospitable individual as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. <clears throat> we must understand that God is the source of the supply. So he's that guy who deserves that glory, right? <clears throat> and when we understand that, then we will say, okay, God, you empower me for good works. You enable me to do great things. I'm not going to waste my talent on worthless things. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God. So when I speak, I have to make sure that I steward this vessel, steward my time with him so that when he speaks through me, it's anointed and it destroys jokes. Whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything, <clears throat> not in some things, but in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. It is only through that door that we are able to uh, uh, pour out of us to the poor, those who pour in spirit, pour in, in emotions, pour in mind, pour in any area. We can pour because we know the open door. Jesus has given us access uh, for us to live in a thriving connection with the Father that he would may be glorified through Jesus. For to him belong glory and dominion forever. See, it says to him, not to us. I can't handle glory. You can't handle glory. So when you're maximizing your talents and you're doing things on behalf of God, you are constantly aware that if he deserves the glory, 
He deserves the honor. And that's where dominion lies forever and ever, not me. So I don't dominate for me. I dominate for God. I don't, I don't, I, 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 I grind not for glory for me, but I grind for glory for he, right? Let's keep, oh, one more scripture. Let me make sure I get my Bible out. This verse was a little bit long. We know about the parables of the towns. Before I do, let me say hello to everyone's watching me live. Guys, girls, Charlotte in the building, you in my city. Sabrina, thank you for watching from Miami. Guyana, please forgive me if I said your name wrong. Hey, how are you? How you doing? I hope you're well. I'm glad it's on time for you, my sister. I pray that it's a blessing. God's girl, is there a time when you can stop or after you use your giving gift when you don't have to use them anymore? Um, what I, One thing about your giftings, they're forever, man. I'm going to be giving advice in my 90s, in my 80s, right? Uh, um, there may be seasons where certain gifts are used more, but they're but they're but they never go old. They never be, should be stagnant. Every day I'm sharpening my writing skill just in case God says write a book. That's what happened to me. I sharpen my speaking abilities just in case. The Bible says be ready in season and out of season. So so even though this may be a season where your gifting is not being used as much, you keep sharpening that gifting just in case. It's wartime, it's gold time, etc. Tina says, thank you, Josh, for this word. This is what I needed to hear. God gets the glory. God is preparing me for my destiny. That's right. Brooklyn in the house. Hola, amiga, amigo. Thank you for watching. Phoenix in the building, Columbia. All right, let's get back into it. Now, turn me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to, I believe, verse 30. I'm going to do my best to break this down uh, uh, the best way I can. And then I have a lot of points that I want to get to. Um, it says, for it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one, he gave five talents. To another, he gave two talents. To another one. To each according to his ability. See, God, it doesn't matter what your ability is. God will give you the talent for your ability. And the talent in this text represents money. So, but it's a double entendre. You see how it is? A talent was a, a, a form of currency back in, in, in um, these days, right? But it also can be used for your talent and your ability as currency, right? And so what he was saying was he, he knows the ability of each of us. So I can't envy someone with five talents if God only gave me one because he knows my ability. And, and, and sometimes ability has nothing to do with uh, uh, capability. Sometimes it's due um, based upon um, responsibility. Like, it, like, like I can't I can't uh, get mad at someone else when God has required me to be more of a family uh, or, or more family focused. You hear what I'm saying? To where I may not have the time in this season to 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 maximize and make do with five talents. So there are single people who have a greater opportunity with five talents than maybe me with two or three. Right. But that doesn't mean uh, um, that that one is greater. It just means based upon responsibility will determine what is giving based upon your ability. Right. It says to one, he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to their ability. Then he went away. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once. I love that. Went at once, at once, at once. So even this individual, even though he had five talents, didn't get puffed up in his head. It was like, oh, I got more money than them, so I can take my time because I got paid more. He knew I at once because they gave me five talents. And I forgot how much a talent was worth. I think it was a lot. That uh, uh, that you know, let me find out how much a talent was. I, that would help with the story. How much is a talent in the Bible? A talent, talent seventy five or a hundred pounds. 
Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, let's, uh, talent. How much is a talent in today's money? There we go. One gram costs. Oh, that's the wrong one. Talent. Okay. Wow. At the price, a talent would be worth about one point four million dollars. One point four million dollars is what it says. So the one with the five talents. Get my calculator. The one with the five talents. So one uh, million four hundred thousand. Let's do that. Oh, that's fourteen million. All right, one million four hundred thousand times five. That means that person gave that person seven million dollars in today's currency worth of responsibility. So that individual got seven million dollars to make money off of, to make a return for. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents of $7 million worth went at once and traded with them. He went into the marketplace. She went into the marketplace and said, immediately, I'm going to take this $7 million and I'm going to maximize it. I'm going to grow it. I'm going to develop it. I'm going to trade it. So I'm going to take my $7 billion, $7 million worth of gifting and I'm going to go into the marketplace. I'm going to go into Amazon. I'm going to go into the school system. I'm going to go in there and trade with them. Trade my time with my value. Trade my mind for their for consulting needs. I'm going to go out there and trade at once. Books, I'm going to go at once and, and get this seven million plus worth of, of, of information and tools, put it in a book so it can go out there and trade for me. All of my books are my employees. I make money off those books every week. I mean, every, every month. And in that, I put them in position to go, go at once to trade. Right. And if you want books and card games, you can go to IamUnplugged.com. I'll post that link right now. Um, but so what I'm saying is let me make sure I find it. Here we go. IamUnplugged.com for books, card games, tools, and resources, etc. But at once, like like I gotta go. As soon as God give me a book, at once I go and take this uh, uh infinite um wealth of information and and financially uh um developing uh ideas, and I at once go and trade. And it says, so also he who had two talents, let's get the calculator, two talents. That's, uh, I did this sermon before because that, that 7 million uh, makes sense. Uh oh, so 1.4 million and one, there we go, times two. So this individual had $2.8 million worth of, 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 of resource to go and trade. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. That means he doubled it times two. 5.6 million. Did I go? He who ever received the five times at once betrayed with them, and he made five times more. So that one who had the five times made 14 million. Doubled it. Took seven million, made it 14 million. Took an idea, made it profitable. Took what God gave him, took what God gave her, multiplied it by two. The other young lady was 2.8 million, an individual. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. They doubled it. But he who had received the one talent, 1.4 million worth of resource, went and dug in the ground. Went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. How many people dug are digging inside themselves, hiding their talent? Hiding, not your talent. Ooh. Don't get it twisted. That speaking ability, that writing ability, that athletic ability, that singing ability, that musical producing ability, that hospitable ability, whatever ability is, ain't yours. We are leasing these bodies. 
And when we go to heaven, we're going to be held accountable for what we did in them. And God is going to open us up metaphorically and see if it's empty or if there's buried stuff in there. When God, when I get to heaven, it's going to be a light journey for me. <laughs> it's going to be a light journey. Soon as I, soon as I meet the maker, meet my father, I'm going to be light because when he looks inside of me, he's going to see empty shelves. Maybe a little crumb here or there, but it's going to be empty shelves. But a lot of people are going to stand before God, even though their soul may have been saved, but they're going to be so heavy with talents and gifts that they buried in them and they're going to be held accountable, not because it will belong to them, but they're going to be held accountable because it belonged to God. And God can care less about the abuse you went through. God can care less about the environment you was brought up in. God can care less about your excuses because he says, I'm enough. But if you don't engage in me, you won't see how enough I am to turn all those things around for your good. You see what I'm saying? And so when you understand that I can't go and bury what is his, let's keep going. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. <laughs> and he who received the five times came forward. Bringing five times more. All right, God, this is what I did with the books. This is what I did with the ministry. <clears throat> this is for you. This is what I did with my family. This is what I did with my ministry. All that kind of stuff. This is what, you, this is what I did, God. Father, and he will receive the five times came forward. You're going to have to come forward one day. That should be heavy on all of us. One day, we're going to have to come forward. One day, we're going to have to come forward and stand before God face to face alone. And he who had received the five tons came forward, bringing five tons more, saying, Master, you delivered to me. <clears throat> you gave me this gift. You gave me this talent. Here, here, for you. I don't even want a penny of it. I don't even want, no, I don't want nothing. All right? Bringing five tons more, saying, Master, you delivered to me talents. Here, here, here. I have made five tons more. His master said to him, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's, let me tell you, let me tell you something. There's only one sentence that I want to hear. There's only one sentence or phrase that I'm grinding for, that I'm excited about. It's this sentence right here. It says, well done, my good and faithful servant. I missed my spot. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. A little? God said nothing I give is little, though. <laughs> nothing God gives is little. But it's in, in comparison to what the reward is, it's little. That's $7 million he gave him. $2.8 million he gave the other person. $1.7 million, $1.4 million he gave the other. It ain't little. But in comparison to the reward and how big God's heart is, it's little to that. I will set you over much. Enter to, into the joy of your master. And he also, who had a two talents more, uh, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, well done. Good and faithful, sir. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. One thing that I don't want to do, I don't want to enter into the wrath of my master. I don't want to enter into the, man, you could have did better of my master. I want to enter into the joy of my master. It says, you've been faithful of a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 24. 
he also who had received the one talent, mm, who has received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man. <laughs> well, I guess you didn't take notes. Reaping where you did not sow. See how many people <clears throat> are going to stand before God saying bar sentences like this? Reaping where you did not sow. Gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. There's a difference between being afraid of God versus the fear of God. Some people, the reason why they waste time, they're afraid of other people's opinions. They're afraid of 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 God or the idea of God. They're afraid of the of the responsibility to success. A lot of different reasons why people are afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. What a fool! But how many of us do this? Because we are afraid of what other people got to say. We're afraid of God. We're afraid of success. We're afraid, afraid, afraid. So we hid it in our hearts. Here you have what is yours. So what he said was, "Hey, I, I, I didn't. I, I was too afraid to do anything. So I hid everything. So when you come back, you at least got what you gave me. Wow. So when God comes back, hey God, I didn't. I at least gave you what you gave me. I don't. I don't. I didn't double my speaking ability. I didn't double my writing. I didn't double my ministry. I didn't double my businesses. I didn't double the ideas, God. I didn't double my singing. I didn't double my painting. I didn't double anything. But at least here it is. At least you got that." And it says, uh, but his master answered him, you wicked, wicked. Why do you think Jesus, <clears throat> the master said you wicked? Meaning, that's wicked. That means how many people couldn't have benefited because of this wicked deed? God said that's wicked that you will hold that from the people that need to be benefited from it. That's why the thing, <clears throat> one of the greatest moments that ever happened to me was when I was in my dorm room and the Holy Spirit hit me hard in that dorm room. While I was looking out, out the window and he says, if you don't do what you're called to do, what's going to happen to them? And I was watching the sea of students going to class and he was like, if you don't fulfill your purpose, you don't do what's going to happen to them. That's wicked to hold that back. That's wrong to hold that back. When God knows the type of return that's supposed to be received from that gift. You wicked and slothful servant. Slothful, lazy. Oh, that sounded good, but it's the fruit of laziness. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought. If you knew that, you would have ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. He's saying, Gee, this is real talk, fam. These last days talk, fam. Jesus is going to say, hey, you wicked and slothful servant. You should have at least, if you knew that I gathered what I've sown and et cetera, et cetera, you would have at least went to the bankers and, and, and gave me what was mine. That music I placed you, that's mine. That gifting I placed in you is mine. At least you would have gathered it more with interest. So take the talent from it and give it to him who has the 10 talents. So God's going to buy, hey, give me that. Give me that and give it to him who got 10. God's like, listen, that if that but that boy, that, that boy, that's a bad boy right there. That's a bad girl right there. If she can flip that five to ten, give her that one. She's gonna at least give me five out for that. It's a 20 out for to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast 
the worthless servant into uh, to the outer darkness and the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. All these people, even though they're maximizing talents and skill and giftings, it's not for God, though. And God's going to say, hey, man, you slothful, wicked person. You didn't allow the, the, the you didn't give access to the Holy Spirit to renew your mind for you to maximize it for my kingdom. And he says, man, took the way with you. <laughs> God ain't playing, fam. God ain't playing about what he placed in you. He ain't playing what he placed in me because of the returns. So we can't be living life slothfully. We can't be living life wasting our talents as if we're not going to be held accountable. And I got to speak like this because I know the severity of eternity. I know the severity of what's coming. People are so intoxicated with God's grace and mercy. They ain't being, they're not maximizing anything. Let's keep going. Next slide. Uh oh, next slide. Now, question, are you wasting your talents? Are you wasting your talents? That's the question for today's video. I done went 30 minutes off scripture and I ain't even got to my point. So we'll try to get done in about 45 or 50 minutes or an hour. Are you wasting your talents? The problem, many people are wasting their time doing things that are not going to help them maximize their talents or giftings, thus keeping them in small rooms. Many people are wasting their time doing things, wasting their time on social media, wasting their time online, wasting their time with people. Wasting their time doing things that are not going to help them maximize their talents or giftings, turning <clears throat> their talents into skills and becoming a master. Or giftings, thus keeping them in small rooms. Remember the verse says that um, your gifts will make room for you, make room. And, 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 and people are stuck in small rooms right now because they're not maximizing giftings. Next point. Everyone is talented. Some bury them, others build them. Remember that. Everyone is talented. Everyone has, is talented with something. God has placed some got five talents in them. Some people got two strong talents in them. Some people just got one good talent. But either way, some bury them. A lot of people bury them. Others build them. And to put, add to that, some build them for God or some people build them for the devil. Now, how, how do people waste their talents? People waste their talents, number one, W, Due to a poor work ethic and the worries of others and the worries inside. How do people waste their time? They waste their poor work ethic. They don't, they don't want to work for anything. They're lazy. This, this society, this culture, this generation has been marred with convenience. They have been uh, 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 hoodwinked by convenience. Uh, because everything is so easy for them. Because everything is so handed to them. They don't have to work for anything. See, I remember a time in my, back in my day, and I'm 35, and I have a back in my day story. I remember pay phones. I remember uh, uh, um, not having a cell phone until I was in college. I remember having to walk places to the store. I remember um, just where it wasn't as convenient. Everything wasn't easy. But now when the microwave then came in and the air fryer and and, and um, uh, Uber and Uber Eats and, and all these different things, it is crippling. Convenience oftentimes cripples individuals. How? Because people no longer have to do learn how to do the basic things. How many people right now, if everything cuts off, there's no Uber Eats, there's no grocery stores, who knows how to garden? Who knows how to catch fish? I'm thankful that my grandfather taught me how to garden. I'm so glad my grandfather taught me how to fish. I'm glad he took me fish. I'm glad I know how to garden, right? Because those things, no matter how convenient the world is, I still keep within my, my bag. I still keep within my, my repertoire certain skills 
that no matter what happens, I can still, and my family can still be sustained, right? And so some people just got poor work ethic because convenience has crippled them. And since everything has been easy for them because their parents became softer, generationally parents have become softer because parents want to shelter their kids. And if you shelter your children, when the world smacks them in the face, they'll cry. It's because people have a poor work ethic. Or the reason why people waste their time is because the pe- words of others. Oh, you can't do that. That ain't no money in that. So what happens is a lot of people are burying their talents because somebody said there ain't no money in that. There's always money when it comes to your purpose because your purpose is, in, in, is, is about fulfilling. It's about healing. See, I don't ever have to worry about being broke. I don't have to ever worry about being poor. I don't ever have to worry about that because no matter how bad the world gets, somebody's going to want somebody to listen to them. Somebody's going to want somebody to help them. Somebody's going to want to pay good money for me to be who I am. But so many people allow their words or words of others to help bury their talents because somebody said, well, ain't no money in that. Why are you doing that? You should do this. And you bury your talent. I don't care what your mama said about your gifting. I don't care about what your dad's opinion is about what God placed in you. You ain't going to stand before them on judgment day. You go to college. You go wherever. You pursue what you know, God. I would rather lose family and maintain my fellowship with God and sustain a level of fruitfulness than to please parents and people who I ain't got to stand in front of on judgment day. I hate to think. So what you need to do is, I don't care if you lose your dad, lose your mom, I don't care. You don't got to stand before God. So if you 14, 15, fake it until you're 18, fake it until you get in college, and then you stay on your own ground, what God tells you to do, and you pursue what he tells you to do. And, and if you lose your parents, and if your parents can't love you, to love you when you want to do what God wants to do through you, then they don't they want to be God over your life. And no one is able to be God over your life, and you should let nobody be God over your life. <clears throat> so how why do people waste their talents? Poor work ethic and words. A how do people waste their talents? Due to past and present abuses or abuse. Because something happened in their past, they've been abusing their past, misusing their past, or they're going through a relation, uh, 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 relationship, relational abuse, a verbal abuse, emotional abuse right now. They, they feel low self-esteem. That's the S. They, they feel low. They don't feel like they can do anything. So they bury their talents or they waste their talents. Or due to... Uh, Poor awareness. They're not aware of what their talents are. Now, everyone knows what they're talented in. Your talent is what you do easily. Your talent is what you're good at. It's no effort. You just you just good at it. It's just like 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 you were wired by God to do that. There's there's you don't really got it. You don't. You, it's easy. It comes easy to you. That's what you're talented at. Talent then has to be turned to the skill, meaning that I got to maximize the talent so that it's at an optimal premium level. Because if you want a premium return, you got to have premium skill sets, right? S, how do people waste their talents? Low self-esteem. They don't, they feel inadequate. They feel insecure. And I've been there. I went, sometimes when I went back in the day, when I used to preach for the people, I felt like I was inadequate. I stuttered over my words. I messed up. And I was like, man, God, why you want to use me for <clears throat> I would talk fast and I, I just had low self-esteem. I was insecure. But God was telling me, who made your tongue, bro? Who gave you the words? <clears throat> so I don't care how low I feel. I only I haven't felt low in a long time. But what I'm saying is my esteem is in Christ and who he has called me to be, right? Or bad surroundings. 
People waste their talent due to bad surroundings, bad company, corrupts good morals, corrupts good character, bad surroundings, bad environments. See, listen, I, 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 my, uh, let me hear this very closely. Don't become a product of your environment. Allow your environment to become a product of you. It doesn't matter where I am in life. I make my environment a product of me. You can ask my schools, the schools I've worked at, the school I worked at previously, the YMCA when I worked before, this, before CMS, and the school that I work at now. Both the Y and the school, Briarwood, they miss me. Why? Because I was a temperature setter. I was a thermostat. I wasn't a thermometer. I, a thermometer tells the temperature. It only says what the room is. Oh, it's hot in here. Oh, it's sticky in here. Oh, it's cold in here. Oh, she cold blood. All you do is tell the temperature. A thermostat sets the temperature. Right now, Briarwood misses me because they know that guy brings joy from the lunch lady to the teacher to the kids. Everybody wanted my, my time because they knew I brought joy. The school I'm at right now, if you remove me right now, there'll be a gaping hole in it because I set temperature and I understand that mindset, right? So I, I don't allow my environment. I don't care how sad the kids are. I don't care how mad the kids are. I ain't gonna let you make me mad or sad. I'm not, you didn't give me this joy. I'm not gonna let you take it. So what you have to do, you have to go into every environment saying, hey, I'm gonna change the temperature. Either <clears throat> I'm gonna bring it down a little bit because it's a little bit too hot. I'm gonna bring it down with humor. I'm gonna bring it down with joy. Or if it's cold in here, I'm going to bring it up with some fire, some intensity. Yo, let's go. You can do all things through Christ. Like, get it, get, get it popping. It's too cold in here. Why y'all hating each other? I got to bring um, unity and peace in here. If it's cold and everybody's cold hearted, or if it's cold and dull, we got to bring the fire. Let's go. Let's go. So that's the benefit. But you can't be around bad environments and become a product of them. T, life is too good. How do why why do people waste their talent? How do people waste their talent? Because life is too good for them. Things was handed to them. You ever seen a ball player six foot nine, six foot ten, six foot five, and and they they don't have no work ethic because they're they're lazy because of uh, uh luxury and leisure. Life is too good for them. They don't they waste their talent. Life is too good. Why 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 grind and build my talent when life is too good? Or they are too full of themselves. That's how people waste their talents. It just comes too easy for them. And because it comes too easy, they don't feel like they got to work to master CUT talent. People get confused. Oh, I'm talented. I can jump out the gym. I could do all this. I'm talented. But they forget about the level of efficiency they must have in order for them to have more. You just can't jump out the gym and make it to the NBA. You got to have, you got to be conditioned. You got to be skilled. Like you could be athletic, but do you, are you accompanied with skills? You could be academically smart, but are you accompanied with skills? You could be a great communicator, but do you have great people skills, right? So you may be talented and it may come easy to you or you may think full of yourself, but you got to say, am I surrounding this talented talent with pillars of skills that can support this talent so that I can be supportive to my family financially? This is good stuff. God is good. This is good. Last but not least, how do people waste their talents? E, not taking eternity seriously. <laughs> uh, la 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 love this life the earth is amazing but they don't think about eternity they don't take eternity seriously they don't they don't they don't think that they're gonna have to stand before god one day they don't take any, they don't take into consideration god is so loving people think that god is so loving god's love is not what you think it is fam god is a loving god but his love is balanced he has tough and tender love and if all you've been taught is God's tender love, then you're gonna be you're gonna be waking up to a rude awakening. 
Because God's gonna have loving eyes, but he's gonna have he's gonna have serious eyes too. I love you, but <clears throat> what's the return? Even though your soul is saved, you have no crowns, you have no responsibility in heaven, you have no position in heaven. Not taking eternity seriously. Yeah, you got listen. I should have put here. You have to understand that one day you're gonna have to face God. You got to stand before God eye to eye. Eye to eye with God. And you can't be looking to the left, looking to the right. He's gonna know everything inside of you. Last but not least, experienceable consequences. People waste time because uh um now they got four or five baby mamas, four or five baby fathers, or they in prison, or or they're facing a consequence. Um, and so they can't really maximize their talent because of consequences. Let's keep going. Next slide. Signs you're wasting your talents. Real quickly. Signs you're wasting your talents. Number one, S, you spend too much time doing things you shouldn't. You know you're wasting your talents. Basically, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your talents because you spend too much time doing things you shouldn't. How many of us are spending too much time in relationships that we shouldn't be in? Spending too much time in friendships we shouldn't have. Spending too much time um, uh, on the phone. Spending too much time on the phone, in the phone. Spending too much time <clears throat> watching somebody else make their money. Signs you wasting your talents and your talents are becoming dull and never reach efficient, effective levels of skill. You're spending too much time doing things you should. What are the things you're doing right now? How will they build? How will they return back into you? Because whatever you invest in will determine the return in. So if you're investing in things and, it, and all it's bringing to you is headache, all it's bringing into you is envy, all it's bringing to you is jealousy, all it's bringing into you is, is entertainment, then you're, you're wasting your talents. Number two, I, you're inactive. You ain't touched your writing skill in a long time. You ain't touched your speaking in a while. You ain't touched your art in a while. You ain't touched your business in a while. You ain't touched, you inactive. You every day you got to be in it. You can't you can't be inactive. You got to be in it. You got to be in it. Every day I'm I, if every day no matter what it is, I I'll at least type a sentence. Every day I'm in it. I'm in my purpose. I'm in it. I'm studying. I'm in it in it because I don't want it to get dull. I want to stay ready so I don't got to get ready. So when someone wants to throw me a $5,000 bag, a $10,000 bag for consulting or for speaking, I'm sharp. I'm ready. I'm cutting through the, the, the congregation. I'm cutting through. People are like, man, this guy's good. Because I'm not inactive. I'm, in, I'm active because I've been activated. Right? And so when you understand that, if you ain't touching the while, how would God, how would, why would God bring anything into your life? Nobody's going to want you if you ain't good at what you do. People can care less about how talented you are. People can care less about how sharp is that talent? How skilled is that talent? I'm gifted. I'm talented with words, but how skilled am I with words? Do I have the language for every, listen, you can't, you can't, you can't just expect to be elevated when you know the different languages in different environments. I can't speak hood in a business meeting and expect a deal. I can't talk to my wife crazy and expect sexual healing. I can't talk crazy to my kids and expect them to love me at my old age. I gotta, I gotta be skilled in every area. Skilled. Writing. I gotta take it to the next level. People skills. I always try to get better. I, see what I'm saying? You can't be inactive, man. Let's keep going. G, 
You're not growing, particularly due to being around people who are not growing. Look around you. Are you around go-getters or low-hitters? Like, where are you around? Who are you around? You are the sum total of the people that are around you. And we're not even talking about the people that are there. We're talking about if when you go on your social media feed, who are those people too? When you scroll by, what do you see? What I see on my phone is nothing but wealth, uh, uh, houses, cars, and food. <laughs> and, and I don't even follow these Christian people. I don't follow no Christian influencers. I don't follow them jokers, them losers. I don't follow them. But but what I follow is, you'll see on my explore page, is stuff that I, I'm following the right people. So when I hear their videos, yeah, 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 keep me sharp. Are you, are you, you can't expect to grow if you're not surrounded by growth. Please understand that. In, you entertain negative thoughts and you engage in negative talk. That's, you know, you're, you're wasting your talents. You're always in entertaining negative thoughts. You're going to waste your talents that way. You're going to waste your talents when you engage in negative talk, when you speak negatively of yourself. Oh, I can't do that. I'm not good enough for that. That you ain't going, you ain't going, you ain't going, you ain't going to uh, master your talent, uh, maximize your talents. Last but not least, ask you're a slave to your phone. You're a slave to your phone. You spend more hours uh, in apps than you do in application. Woo! You spend too many hours in apps, more so than in application. You got to get off your phone apps and get into the capital apps, which is applying the word of God, applying <clears throat> disciplines, applying uh, uh, um, principles, etc. If you're going to be on your phone, man, you you you, get, you should you should be making money from it. And you're stuck in your comfort zone. You're stuck in your comfort zone. Yeah, I don't want to be comfortable. I, uh, uh, I don't want to be uncomfortable. So you can't expect your talent to grow. Last but not least, my last slide. I'm out y'all's way. How to not waste your talents. How to not waste your talent. Number one, T, be teachable. How to not waste your talents? Be teachable. You can't be you can't be like the majority of this generation where they can't be told anything. I receive. I don't care if it's from a hater. If if it connects, if it makes sense, I'm gonna pull something from it. Now I may not pull them close, but I may pull what they say. I'm not. I'm not above critique. I'm not above accountability. You got to be teachable in order to maximize your talents. Because there's always somebody, listen, I don't know more. And, and people may say, well, um, your mentors or your whoever, they are outdated. No, 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 no. Just because they may have lived in a different time doesn't mean the principles have changed. Doesn't mean certain skill sets have changed. So what you have to understand is, is that don't be looking at, well, you don't know what's going on in this world. No, they, they listen. How, how, who, who am I to not want to listen to my pastor? Even though he's six some years old, when I give him advice, when I ask for advice about ministry, when this man done seen double my life, will I not listen? I can't be no, I can't go rogue and be like, uh, uh, and God submitted me to that man and, and go over here and think that I'm the man right now. I think I could do whatever and not learn. You got to be teaching. We got to be around somebody to, who, who can teach. Oh, no, that's another point. You got to be around somebody who's capable of teaching. We're not talking about in words, but they teach through their actions. I ain't going to surround myself with somebody who can teach. You know, I'm going I'm to pull you to the side and I'm going to say, do I see anything applicable in your life to prove that I should listen to what you got to say? 
I look past people. If I don't see that you got a lot of money, I ain't going to listen to you about money. If I don't see that you got land, I ain't going to listen to you about land. That's what's wrong with our school system. They hire teachers and not people who actually live it. How are you going to have an accountant as a teacher, but uh, uh, have a teacher teach accountant and they're not an accountant? How are you going to have teachers teach these different things and they haven't lived it? I'm looking for livers, not just teachers. You got to be teachable and you got to manage your time wisely. If you want to maximize and not waste your talents, you got to say, man, I got to manage my time. You manage your time, you maximize your talents. When you manage your time well, you maximize your talents well. And then you have a wellspring of life flowing in your life. Next, don't think about the returns. That's the issue with a lot of, a lot of individuals. They waste their talents because the returns are not coming in a timely manner. So they just say, well, why do this? It's not, it's not making, listen, if you're not willing to put a decade in with no recognition, don't even take a step towards it. You got to be willing to put your 10,000 hours in and put your 10 years in before you see anything. You got to be willing to put 10 years here, 10 years in and not see maximum return in order for you to have maximum return. But if all you're thinking about is the return, you want to maximize your talent. You got, don't think about the returns. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. Just worry about mastery and maximize your talents. How's it not waste your talents? A, make adjustments. When you know something is not going well, make the adjustments. Take your gift to the next level. Make the adjustment that will maximize your talent and your gifting so that you become even better and you can get people to look your way. And secondly, most importantly, be aware of the realities. The reality is at, uh, it's appointed for every man to die, every woman to die, and after that, the judgment. And the ultimate reality is not even death. It's to meet your, it's to see, it's, it's, it's to see your maker face to face and being held accountable. So you got to stay aware of the realities that I'm doing. Who are you really doing this for? Who, what's your real motives? What's your real agenda? What's your real goals? So how not to waste your time? Keep God in mind. Keep eternity in mind, right? L, embrace the love of God and increase self-love and self-care. Now, what do I mean by that? How does that maximize your talent? Because a lot of people have low self-esteem. They don't love themselves. How can you level up through skills and talents when you don't love yourself? So you got to embrace the love of God for you. You got to say, God loves me. See, we're working from love, not for love. We're working from acceptance, not for acceptance. We're working from forgiveness, not for forgiveness. We're working from abundance, not for abundance. So when you understand that all you need is in God, you work from him. You work from him. So that when you work from him, you will have greater work for him. And when you know that you accept it for God and you're working from his acceptance, you're working from his love, you won't be going looking for acceptance of love. You don't care if everyone's laughing at you, Noah, because God gave you an idea to build an ark. You don't care if they laugh and it ain't rained for years. You still do it because you know God told you. Noah must have had some awareness of God's love for him and God's trust in him. So it doesn't matter how many years they laughed at Noah. When that rain hit them, everybody was a fan of Noah. Everybody wanted tickets to Noah's Noah's show. <laughs> but it was too late. So you got to embrace the love of God and increase your self-love and self You got to take care of yourself. Because uh, 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 no matter how great the, the gift is in a person, it's only as good as the, as the vessel. It doesn't matter how valuable the talent is. It is only as valuable as the vessel that carries it. And you're that vessel. You got to take care of your body to see your talents through so that you can enjoy in this life the return on those investments. Last but not least, 
in L, let go of the losers. Let go of losers. How to not waste your time to get rid of the losers, man. If they ain't winning, switch teams. If they ain't winning, cut them out of your circle, fam. I surround myself with winners. I am allergic to losers. I'm allergic to excuses. I'm allergic to people who don't want to put the work in. If you start talking and complaining, I start itching. I start catching hives. So if you if you are if you are comfortable with that, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, why am I surrounded by losers? And most people they 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 stay in that level because they know they're gonna lose all of them if they level up. I rather win. Like if you wanna if you wanna play individual sport, play tennis. I'm not tennis. Do tennis. Do golf. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you want individual, do that. You see what I'm saying? But if you want to win, and it's a team effort. You gotta surround yourself with winners, fam. E. You gotta maximize and manage your energy. If you want to not waste talents, you got to listen. People waste their talents due to a low energy. They waste their talent due to low energy. You can't really get up and do anything if you have low energy. So you got to get your sleep. You got to eat right. You got to do what's right. You got to take care of yourself so that you can have premium energy to right. That's why I, I do sardines. I do uh, salmon. I do um, blueberries, brain foods. You know what I'm saying? Because I am a thinker. I am more skilled up here. Than anything else, now, I can still get you a bucket. I'm I'm quick. I'm athletic, but the money's here. <clears throat> the money's here. The money is in the systems, the ability to process and analytically connect things and dots and make it boom, boom. boom. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to feed that. I'm going to feed it what it needs. Right. So so I can have the energy to write, the focus to write, the longevity. Some things can't get done because we don't have the longevity. We're tired 10 minutes in, and it requires two hours from that day. Who's taking your energy away from the things that's going to make away? Woo! What is taking your energy away from things that will make away? Right? So you got to say, okay, am I eating right? Am I engaging right? Am I fellowshipping right? Am I watching the right things, listening to the right things, right? So that I can have the energy to get its full uh, investment. I got to make sure I pace myself so when it's time to write. Like last night, I wrote for two and a half hours and I had a long day. But I took a three and a half hour nap because <laughs> I said, no, I'm going to write today. I got to finish this book. My goals to put out in September. So I'm saying you got to feed. You got to feed so you can be fed. So next point, it says manage, maximize and manage your energy and enjoy the process. You got to enjoy the process. You cannot love the prize more than the process because the process is what makes you better, not the prize. No trophy makes you better. (laughs) No reward makes you better. Oh, you got the house, but the house don't make you a better person. You got the car, but the car don't make you a better person. You see what I'm saying? You got the position, but it don't make you a better person. The prize don't make you a better person. The process is what makes you a better person. So when you enjoy the process, love the process, you keep getting better as a person. Therefore, you keep producing better. This is good stuff, God, man. I got all this this morning. L, you got to learn how to say no. If you want to not waste time, you got to say no to friends. Listen, <clears throat> if, you're, if you're not okay with losing, then you ain't going to win. Hmm. How can you win until you lose? Lose bad habits, lose bad friends. You got to be a loser before you be a... No, I'm not saying. You got to lose before you win. 
And if you're not willing to lose, you're not going to be able to win. If you're not willing to let go of her, let go of him, let go of them, let go of whatever, you're not going to be positioned to win. So you got to learn how to say no. You got to have a strong why. Next one. You have to see and serve a need. <clears throat> Your talents was meant to not flow in passion, Ooh. but in the rivers of compassion. So many people are passionate, but that's it's just passion. It's not compassion. When we allow Jesus to come in, he turns our passion into compassion. Mm. Because if you if you only use your talents and it's flooded, it's, it's fueled by passion, then all you care about is houses, cars, recognition, etc. That's your passion will flow you that. But when you allow your talents to sail on the rivers of compassion, then you will see a need for your talent. Listen, if you can meet a billion people's needs, you'll be a billionaire. If you can meet a million plus people's needs, you'll be a millionaire. If you can meet people's needs, but you have to have compassion so that you won't put chemicals in the food and hurt them. So you won't, you won't be bought out and things be twisted to hurt people. No, you got to have compassion. And compassion is something outside of me that's asking my passion to come towards it. Let's keep going. So you got to see a need and serve that need. So you got to see a need, let that need inspire. Y'all inspire me. I know what y'all need. I know. I feel the I feel the burden of you all that God placed on my life. Therefore, I'm, I'm always looking for ways to meet y'all's needs, <clears throat> to meet my students' needs, to meet my school's needs, to meet my church's needs, and meet ultimately meet my wife and God's needs. And last but not least, you got to be nice, fam. You got to be nice. Oh, oh, you can get that book too. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Books available on Amazon as well. My bad. <laughs> anyway, you gotta be nice, man. Nobody wants to be a talented, be around an arrogant, talented individual. So many people so puffed up with their talent, they're arrogant. And that person short lived, self explanatory. Uh, T, turn your talents and skill and tackle each day with joy. Turn your talents and skill. Don't just be like, oh, I can jump out the gym. No, no, no. Turn, turn that talent to skill. Oh, I'm a great communicator, but no, 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 get better. Listen, I'm every day, every single day, I endeavor to get better. I endeavor, endeavor to get better. That's my slogan for you all today. Endeavor to get better. Every morning, I want you to say, say to yourself, endeavor to get better. Endeavor to be better every day. Because the better I get, let me tell you something about learning. The more you learn, the more you earn. Everything in your life, this comes from my book. I wrote this last night. I wrote this last night, so it's fresh. Uh, wrote this maybe other nights ago, but I edited it this last night. I talked about in my book about how um, everything in life that God gives you is vast. For example, God is vast. Marriage is vast. Opportunities are vast, right? They're vast or huge because the more you learn from it, the more you earn from it. The more I learn about God, the more I earn from God. And I'm talking, I'm talking about the more I earn, the more I grow in love, joy, peace, the more I earn internally and externally. He'll teach me how to profit. The more I learn, my, my wife is vast. Like, like uh, humans are vast. God is vast. My wife is vast. Meaning that I can't just, I can't be stagnant on who my wife was yesterday. She may change today because she's getting better. So the more I learn from her and learn about marriage, the more I can earn from my marriage. You see what I'm saying? 
The more I learn about business, learn about ministry, the more I can earn from it, right? So what you have to understand is, is that the more I cre- increase my learning of a thing, the more I increase the earning from that thing. The more I learn about money, the more money I earn. The more I learn about my marriage, the more marriage I earn. The more I learn about God, the more God I earn, the more godly character I earn. The more I learn about myself, the more I earn in my abilities, from my abilities. If you plan to earn, plan to learn. Next point, and tackle these day with joy. Sooner, <laughs> you a linebacker, right? And you see today coming through that hole, you tackle that thing. Hey, Dave, how are you doing? Hey, woo! When that, when that joker come through that hole at night, you're just like, oh, man, I can't wait. Lord, well, I can't wait for tomorrow to come. And when tomorrow comes through that line with that ball in his hand, her hand, boom! Woo! You tackle that thing with joy. Every day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So the reason why we don't master, maximize our talents and the reason why we don't earn anything in our days, because we make every day the same. Or we tackle the day not with joy, but with junk, junk thinking. You know what I'm saying? But when you tackle it with joy, you're glad in it. Everybody's played video games where there's hidden treasure chests all around the gameplay. And the more you engage your serenity, the more you find bullets, the more you find guns, the more you find uh, 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 band-aids, the more you find uh, healing stuff. But if you just go straight from point A all the way to the end and you don't and you don't engage the full day, then how you will be able to receive what you need for that day? So you got to tackle every day with joy. When that, when that day come through that hole, when you see tomorrow come through that hole and it's today, boom, woo, you tackle that thing. Last but not least, always make sure God gets the glory. It ain't about you, my friend. Oh, y'all can't see it. Always make sure God gets the glory. Make sure God gets the glory, man. I pray this video was a blessing to you all. Um, thank you. I know I'd be funny sometimes. This God's girl said this is absolutely uh, so good. Awesome, highly grade A teaching. God gets the glory. I'm glad you're taking. And the notes, if you're watching on YouTube, the notes are in the description box. All these notes as in the description box. Also in the description box are um, links for my website, imunplugged.com, where you can get books, card games resources or if you've been blessed by this you feel led by the holy spirit to support what me and my wife do or support uh, what i do here online you can give there as well also you can get books uh like this book right here uh counterfeit or counterpart how to continue to discern the will of god in every area of your life that book's available there you can also get the book the purpose of freedom how to untie soul ties and uproot strongholds whom the sun sets free is free indeed that bird is free the door is open but the but that bird's still in the cage a lot of us we've been set free years ago but we're still sitting in bondage if you want a book on dating how to date god date yourself so that you can become dateable to date the love of your life forever it's a great book right here uh, it has questions in it that will help you either end the wrong relationship or extend the right relationship. So all those things, good books, card games, tools, ways to give, support what I do is on my website, imunplugged.com. There's also other books like the red one up there, book on spiritual warfare. And that white book in the top right corner is a book that I wrote for kids. My wife and I, as he says, as he for the students I serve. Great book right there. Uh, what else I have? Uh, the Purpose of Singleness. Uh, book uh, is also available on Amazon. Are you whole or full of holes? Also check out me and my wife's uh, vlog page, Ezzy Life. Um, let's see what else do I have. Card games as well on my website. 
learn more dating prep cards and also cards on uh, memorizing scripture. Uh, T-shirts like this one, a bucket um, whole represents that I'm whole. I'm working on new shirts right now for my new book coming out. And I'll give you a hint. The book has, it's a part two. <laughs> it's a part two of a book that y'all love. And it goes along with this theme about being whole. So I can't wait to get that book out soon. That's the goal is to get it done. I'm 95% done. Can't wait to get it out. Let's see what everybody's saying. So good. God gets glory. You, uh, Yep. Inspire each other. You got this. I got that book. Which one, Tina? T uh, Tina, I hope it's a blessing to you. This was awesome. It's always on time. God bless you, Miss Bullware. I hope I said your name right. I'm glad you're feeling blessed. Uh, we endeavor to get better and be better. That's the saying. That's our mantra going forward. Um, so thank you so much for watching. I pray it was a blessing. Share it with somebody that you know will be benefit to. And I appreciate your generosity in advance. I appreciate your support in advance. Um, and uh, comment below. Let me know what you got from it. Uh, oh, the counterfeit one. Yeah, that book's by far my favorite book so far. That I've written the purpose of singleness, of course, is the, the most selling, the most sold one, the one that sells the most. But that book is very profound. So uh get that book counterfeit a counterpart. I'll post it again for those who's watching now. There's the yellow book there. That book's a great resource and tool. All right, love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Um and peace. I'm going to come back real quick. I just saw your question, Ashley. Ashley says, trying to get my books out, but I keep overthinking everything and get too scared to put them out. Did you ever have to deal with doubt that they'll do well? Yeah. My first book, I don't even have it in here. My first book, Unplugged, man, I had uh, so many expectations for it. I thought, because I, I started building a little following back then. I was like, oh, I'm going to sell a thousand books the first one. I had just false expectations. Unrealistic expectations. And then when that book barely sold 20 books the first month, when it was time for God to tell me to write the second book, I didn't want to. I didn't want to write it because I was like, it ain't going. It ain't going to succeed. Whatever. So I really struggled early on with overthinking about my books. Uh, but my advice to you: don't overthink it, uh, because always think about the people that you're going to help overcome, so that you won't over or be overcome by overthinking. Right. So get the books out because there's nothing like filling the fruits of finished. There's nothing better than going and seeing comments and going on Amazon and reading people's uh, what they've got from the from the books. Right. And so you'll never experience that through overthinking. And, and you're not going to always put out your uh, a perfect work. You know, there's no such thing as a perfect book. Even some of the most published best books still got errors in them. Don't make your book full of errors. But what I'm saying is early on, a lot of my books had a lot of errors, but I'm getting better until God positions me uh, around the right people and, and, and possibly the right company that can take 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 over um, the editorial needs. Right. So trying to get my books, you got to get them out, Ashley, get them out. You can't overthink. You can't overthink. You got to do your best work and put it out so the book can work for you. You can't get a return if all it is is burning through your mind, burning through your heart. You got to get it out so they can help other people, right? And don't be scared. People people going to talk bad about anything. But when you do things for God, you can bypass people's uh, scathing critiques. And you might not even get no scathing critique. So what I would do is write down why you are afraid. Why? What are the thoughts you are thinking? 
And then beside it, I want you to write down um, the, the, the returns or the benefits once this book comes out. You will begin to see that this side of the page will always outweigh the other side of the page. And so how I deal with that was I, I do it for God's glory. I don't care if it sells one. All it takes is one person. People will be like, man, why, why, uh, 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 you can't grow your channel. You can't make a lot of money like that. It, I don't care if I only got two views. That one view could be a millionaire. That one view can be the person that shares the other videos and has a big following. So don't worry about um, the returns. Like I said in the video, don't think about the returns. Think about the words you're going to hear from God. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So don't overthink. Find the reason why you must put this book out and you put it out, right? And don't don't overthink uh, and keep it simple. Don't overthink uh, uh, will people receive it or will it be my best work? If you wait till your book is perfect, you'll never have it out. Do it and contact me. Let me know who you are, Ashley. Um, you can go to KDP. That's who I use to uh, self-publish my books. Uh, all my authors, I always make time for them uh, because I know the struggle that comes with it. So yeah, don't sit on your baking business either, guys, girl. And thank you. So, uh, 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 man, Ashley, email me. Uh, and if you don't hear from me every three days, send me the same email every three days. If you don't hear from me in three days, keep sending the email every three days. Uh, cause I get a lot of emails, but keep sending them. I'll see it. Um, man, I gotta go y'all. I gotta go. I'll do a live Q and a tomorrow or Monday, but I gotta go. I got things to do today, but I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I just had to answer a question because I have a heart for authors. And um, I'll see y'all next time. Peace.